everybody. It's Angela, the blah, blah, blah. And coming to y'all from the road. I know it's been a minute since I did a, a driving while recording episode, but um, this is where I do most of my thinking. So, you know, it just makes sense that most of them are going to be with me driving. So, I'm having a little bit of a hard time with this whole Taylor Hawkins death and it, it, it I don't know if they're saying it's an overdose I don't know what they're saying about it yet really honestly but I mean I didn't know him personally but as a fan it's still a tremendous loss you know um any loss is a loss and I can't even imagine how his, how people that knew him feel and and the outpouring of love and and affection for what a great person he was is 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 awesome. I mean, it, from every walk of life there he has touched somebody. So that's just a really good testimony to what a great person he actually was. But, you know, it made me think start thinking about um but, and, the, and the reason why I think this is not because I've seen or read or heard anything about it was an overdose. But they talked about his toxicology report. That got me thinking about, you know, overdose and and things of that nature. And, and just, you know, like y'all already know, my my son is in his addiction. And, and, and that's a real concern of mine is an overdose, uh, obviously. Um... But I started thinking about, there's been a couple of posts about, you know, people, do people think suicide is selfish, da 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 and, I, and it's always the thing that I weigh out in my mind, like, like if your kid dies any other way, would you still forgive them for what happened? If they made stupid choices, or maybe not stupid choices, let me rephrase that, if they made choices that were not healthy, and it caused them to overdose, do you still forgive them after they're gone? Of course you do, they're your kid. You know, so I don't think, it, I think the manner in which you lose a child doesn't really matter. You still lost that child. And maybe I'm just saying that because I have lost a child to suicide. I don't know. But I mean, I, I feel like I felt this way before that. I don't really remember, but I don't think suicide is selfish. I don't think any of that stuff is selfish. What I think is selfish is, you know, me being mad because she's not here and upset because I, I miss her instead of being happy that she's finally found her peace. That's selfish on my part. You know, that's me wanting her back. Even though she was in so much pain, even though she didn't know what to do with herself, but she loved everyone in her life except for herself. You know what I'm saying? So that to me is the selfish part if I feel that way, you know? So look none of this is easy not any of it is easy being without her is not easy I mean but I can tell you that not even getting to see my son every day or talk to him every day which I usually do talk to him every day but I don't get to see him every day that's not even easy I mean I for the longest time I was just somebody's mama you know and I still am but it's different whenever they're grown and they don't need you anymore every single day to help them do stuff Um, that's a hard thing to, hard pill to swallow because that's been your life for so long, you know? So like, it's hard to find your identity whenever you're being somebody's parent is secondary. And 
I feel like I should have had more things in place at that time, but I didn't. My kids were, were, okay, let me rephrase that. Probably my addiction was first, but my kids were, you know, were, were second for sure. And, and sometimes they were first because I didn't, I didn't put their needs above mine in that respect all the time. I probably did occasionally, but I didn't do it like I didn't do it instead of, um, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I'm not saying I'm a better addict than anybody was. I'm just saying I did things a little differently sometimes. Not always, but sometimes. Maybe maybe I'm trying to justify it to make myself feel better. I don't know. But I can tell you that um, for me, <laughs> for me, I, I feel like that I did as much as I could for my kids when, you know, when it was happening, when things were going on. Because they never did without, I mean, and, and, and it may not have been because out of my pocket, but I surely made it happen. How did that guy beat me? Uh, <laughs> wow, that's crazy. But I surely made it happen for sure. And, um, huh. So, you know, I mean, I've always been able to hustle up something. Uh, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, <laughs> honestly. But I was watching a live video with Jacoby Shaddix yesterday and uh, the lead singer, I believe, of um, Simple Plan. And Jacoby was talking about, you know, if you're going to be in the music industry, you have to always be able to hustle. You have to believe in yourself and always be willing to hustle and hustle and hustle. And I feel like that's true with any of us for any reason. You know, like, in order to be successful in life, you've got to believe in yourself. No matter what you're doing at the time, it's got to be the greatest thing ever. And, and, you know, because if you don't buy it, nobody else is going to. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying to glamorize anything that I did in my past or anything that I'm doing now. All I'm saying is, is I feel like I provided for my kids or made sure that they were provided for. That's what I'm saying. You know, the whole thing of it is, is that, um... Nothing, no matter what, I never not loved them. Like, I've always loved my kids. They saved my life. I mean, and that's just, that's just what that is. They couldn't save me from myself because that was just, I didn't know how to do anything else. It took rehab to do that. But now that I'm done with that, I can try to be a better me going forward. But, you know, the whole debate about whether suicide is selfish or this or that, who cares? Like, the people that are grieving that person are just grieving that person, the loss of that person. So, the rest of it's really just bullshit. Like, like stop trying to put blame on people and stop trying to put to compartmentalize things that you don't understand if you don't understand it. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to be a believer of this or a believer of that. You just have to be supportive of somebody that's grieving. End of story. It doesn't matter what their grief looks like. It's grief. It's still going to be sad. It's still going to be whatever it is for them. And they still just need your support and love and, and, and time. You know, I mean, I'm so tired of, of everything having to be set into these perfect little holes and, and categories and cubes of, of what everyone else thinks everyone should look like. You know what? I don't care what people think about me. I don't care. 
what people, how people view me as a parent or, or as an addict or as a, someone in recovery. I don't care because there's certain things in my life that are going to just go the way they're going to go. And I'm leaving that all up to God. It's not up to you to decide whether it's good enough or it's, it's the right way or it's the wrong way or whatever the case may be. It's up to God to decide that. So judge me all you want to. I really don't give a shit. Judge lest you not be judged, you know? I mean, I don't have time to sit around and worry about how you're doing shit wrong. Or or if you are, you know? Like, it's not really uh, my, my cross to bear, if you will. Like, I don't, uh, I don't have time to worry about you, you know? If you're messing up your life, of course I will help you if I can. But I'm not just going to come at you and be like, oh, bro, guess what? You're really fucking that up. Uh, I need you to take care and do this and do that. And that, that. No, I've got my own things to deal with. And, and I never get it right, like, the first time. So, I mean, but you know what? That's between me and God. That's not up to you. It's not up to you to decide whether I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Except for the state of Texas. That's a different. But that's my, again, that's my accountability. I take full responsibility for that shit. So, you know, if my kid decided that she couldn't no longer deal with whatever she was dealing with, who are you to tell her that, or me or any of us that she was selfish or that she didn't do it right or she didn't try hard enough? You don't have a fucking clue what she was doing. I don't, and I was the one closest to her. I do know that she's at peace now, and that is the only thing that gives me happiness and, 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 and grace. And I miss her. And I'm never going to not miss her. But don't you dare try to tell somebody that 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 person that they lost to suicide was selfish. Or, or that they didn't care about anybody else. You don't have a clue what happened. Not a clue. You don't have a clue about that person's mental state. Uh, I'll give you... Okay, let's use a perfect example. Let's make it relatable to what's happening right now. Will Smith definitely is acting uncharacteristic of himself, okay? Let's just let's just leave it at that. Somebody should do wellness checks on this guy because he's losing it. And Will Smith is not known to be a person that loses it. So having said that, you can take a look and see that it doesn't matter who you are or what your social status is or what your career is or how you do this or how you do that. Everyone is susceptible to mental health issues. Everyone. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you do. I don't care how stable you may think you are or whatever the case may be. Every person can have an off day. Every person can have an off week. Every person can lose their shit and fucking act completely out of characteristic uncharacteristic of themselves. Everyone. So don't sit there and tell me that you're going to judge somebody about this or that because you really don't know. You really don't. So... If you don't know, then don't act like you know. Don't try to judge somebody on the basis that you know. Just be there for somebody while they're grieving. That's all you need to do. That's all you need to worry about. And if you can't do that, then shut the hell up and let them be with somebody that can. You know, and I'm sorry to get all soapboxy, but this just really, I'm really, I'm really concerned about, about people judging other people because it's that kind of shit that that that's what leads to bullying that's what leads to all this other mess of 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 this world and you know when really we just need to all come together and love each other 
and be together, especially in times of tragedy, especially in times of sadness. And, you know, like I said, Will Smith is a perfect example. What he did was absolutely wrong. But the bigger picture is, is that something is going on with this man that really needs to be paid attention to. That's a cry for help. Anytime somebody's acting uncharacteristic of themselves, that's a cry for help. And I basically, I mean, you know, like, I mean, I don't really know how you could see it as anything but. I mean, it's a huge cry for help. So that's all I have right now. I'm just, you know, I just wanted to to get my piece of, out and, and speak up a little bit on some things. So anyways, I'll talk to you soon. Have a great day. Love and be loved. Hey, it's Angela the Blah Blah Blonde coming to you from the car <laughs> once again. Um, uh, so my last segment was kind of a little touch on my opinion on whether suicide is selfish or not. Um, I can't really speak for anyone but myself. What I can tell you whenever I have been in that frame of mind, the only thing that I could think of was trying to relieve my people of the burden of having to deal with me. And mine had less to do with my own pain because I was kind of used to that more to do with of how to get everybody else better in a better place not having to deal with my bullshit because I had a lot of it I felt like hindsight it was really just probably you know some of the disorders that I suffer with now that I didn't have a name for and some of it was just being you know that age 20 something teenager whatever, and a female with, who has always been emotional, who has always been hormonal, <laughs> to say the least, so, you know, my heart breaks in so many pieces for the numbers of the statistics that are talking about how young these kids are, that are just not even giving themselves a chance, and I don't know what to do about that, and it feels like my burden, I know it isn't, but it feels like I, I I feel like I need to do something. And so this podcast is a nice big step forward. Um, essentially, what I would like to do is to be able to talk to kids at schools and stuff. I don't know if I'll ever get to do that. but And I don't know what training I'll have to have. But that's that's where this is headed. Just to reach as many of those at-risk youths as possible and just say, Look, as a mom, even if your mom is your issue, because I was Taylor's issue. <laughs> To say the least, I was. So even if your mom is your issue, like, either get away from her or get some help or something, but because you matter, you know, like, like everybody matters. And that's the whole thing of it is, is trying to let someone know their value. And so, you know, I mean, as a, as for me, what I do is if I see someone if I like your shoes, I don't have to know you. I'm going to tell you, oh, I love your shoes. I'm going to tell you, I love your shirt. Uh, I love that color on you. I love this or I love that. And and you know why? Because it's the truth, for one. And for two, because, because I mean, everybody, everybody wants to feel good about themselves. Nobody's going to tell you, don't ever compliment me again. <laughs> like, that's never, ever happened. It catches people by surprise. And I can tell you I've been in relationships where 
if I stopped a guy and complimented him on his shirt, I've gotten grief about it because somebody was so insecure, but that's not my problem either. You know, like I, if I think that as a color looks good on you, I'm going to tell you that is a great color for you. I don't care who you are. I will stop you in the street. I have crossed the street to talk to someone. I have found somebody in a grocery store. I don't care because a little kindness goes a long ways and a smile, you know, like you don't know what kind of day somebody's been having. Maybe you're the only bright spot in their whole day. Maybe even in their whole week. I mean, you know, be that bright light. Be that that God, God, child of God, excuse me. Be that child of God that says, you know what? If God could reach you right now, he would tell you, you matter. Because you matter. And that's just how I feel about it. I feel like that's my, my, not necessarily my job, but it's my privilege to get to be able to tell people that and to be nice to someone. It doesn't kill me. And it makes me, you know, and, and we're talking about being selfish. It's purely selfish because it makes me feel great, <laughs> you know, to tell someone else that they're, they're this or they're that. It makes me feel amazing. And I mean, it's just a really nice thing and it doesn't cost anything and it doesn't hurt anybody. Like, you know, I mean, there's so many variables that make it a plus and a win and all that. So, um, anyways, I'm going to go for now, but I'll come back later and and finish talking. I've got something to do right now. So, um, but I'll be back. Love and be loved. Talk soon. Hey y'all, it's Angela, the blah, blah, blah. Um, just wanted to touch base again, uh. You know, I really just want to emphasize how much you never know what someone's going through. Like, the people that suffer in your lives, you know, the chances are pretty good that you never even know they're suffering because they've gotten really good. Let me rephrase that because I got really good at hiding things and, and my way to keep sticking and moving after Taylor died was to make sure that I always checked on other people. And then I would get upset because no one was checking on me, but no one was really worried about me because I was such a good liar about how, oh, I'm great or I'm doing fine or I'm doing whatever I'm managing. I'm this or I'm that. And none of it was true. I was struggling a lot. Struggling with my addiction that I was hiding from pretty much a lot of people. Not everybody, but... Like, the people who knew, knew. The people who didn't... Didn't question it, you know? So, And then I think there were people that knew that just didn't want to know. And I get that, too. Um, So... Um, and when I say the people that didn't want to know, like, you know, after she died, the people that didn't really know what to say to me or, or, you know, how to help me basically just figured, you know, whatever is going to make her feel better. (laughs) And I, and I don't have proof of any of this. This is all speculation on my part. Because at, 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 at some points, I got to where I just didn't really even care to hide it anymore. Like, I just just did whatever I wanted to because, you know what? My daughter just killed herself. So, 
fuck you, what are you going to say to me that could be worse than that, you know? And, um, having said that, that really just kind of became a catalyst for my, my own denial and, and really just, just a, a, a crutch for me to lean on, like, you know what? This is what I'm doing. What are you going to do to change it? You can't fix it. You can't change it. You can't bring her back. So how are you going to make me feel better? You can't. So just let me make myself feel better however I can. Whatever that looks like. Don't worry about me. You know, kind of that attitude. And <laughs> and it was shitty on a good day. <laughs> but it was what it was. I see that now. I didn't really see it then. Um... I see it crystal clear now, honestly. Uh, so I just came from therapy. And I'm in a kind of a melancholy state today. Um, today my mom would have been 70. It seems crazy that she's been gone almost 22 years in July. Um, and like in her death, like my daughters and like my brothers and like my dads and like everybody's seems like some days it seems like centuries ago and other times it seems like it just happened. Needless to say, I didn't handle her death well. I don't think there's been a death that has come along that I've handled well thus far. If you want the honest truth, let's get real. You know, like <clears throat> you would think because I've had so many deaths around me. That I would be able to handle it by now. But I really don't think that's ever going to be the case. I love big. I just do. And that's never changed. I've always loved big. I'm not ever going to change that. Um, if it means I get hurt bigger. Then that is what it is. It's fine. I don't mind it. Because I know that I had the love. You know. I didn't always think that way. But, I, the, but today. Right in this moment. That's how I feel. Like, no matter what happens in my future, the love that I have in my life right this very second is badass. It's amazing. It's from so many places and, and from so much more love that even if it goes away, I still had it, you know? So, I'm not sweating that at all. This, I mean, don't get me wrong. I want everything to stay the way it is or better. But if it doesn't, I'm good. You know, like I'll be good. I'm a survivor. I will survive anything because I have a purpose. And, and my purpose can't be overshadowed by any any doom and gloom that may befall me on the way to that purpose. So I just have to keep pushing forward no matter what happens. I hope and pray that my blessings continue forward. In the manner that they are. But if they don't, that's okay too. I'm, I am I get it. I, I'm a child of the Most High God. And He's going to take care of me always. And that's just what that is. So I'm not worried about anything. As far as my life goes. I'm not worried about using in this moment. Um, I'm not saying I got it beat by any means. But... <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, I don't... Uh, I don't have any desire to use. 
I don't have any desire to be back in my pity party, in my sadness, in my darkness, right in this moment. Now, I can't speak for any moment past this. <laughs> but right in this moment, I'm in a, I'm in a decent headspace. Um, I've had a migraine the last couple of days, and that always makes me worry because my mom had migraines and died from aneurysm, which is caused by migraines, and they're hereditary. So, I don't play with my brain health ever. But it's coming to question in some uh, aspects of my life that really just kind of pissed me off. But I'm not going to go there. I'm just going to deal with it and move on because it's not even really worth mentioning. It just, you know, you just never know what anyone's going through. And, And having said that, repeatedly, like, you know... That's why I say, y'all, kindness is free. It's free. And it's it makes so much brighter days for so many people. Everyone. Everyone loves someone to be nice to them. Maybe some people might feel like you have an ulterior motive, but that's their issue, not yours. Everyone else is going to love that you were nice to them. You know? I mean, it all goes back to that whole customer service thing. Like, I've always worked in customer service since I was 15 years old, which is almost 40 years. I've always had, dealt with customers, and I love customers because they, you know, maybe even the ones that are rude to you, like, just kill them with kindness. Make them feel like shit, you know? Like, there's no reason why you can't just be nice to somebody. None. I mean, so... I don't know. Like I said, I'm kind of in a state, in a melancholy state. Some things may be happening soon. Maybe there are, maybe they aren't. I don't know. I'm hopeful today in the fact that that my life is going in a good direction. May not be moving as fast as I'd like it to, but again, you know, I trust God's perfect timing. I miss my mama a lot, but usually, this is this this time of year. Actually, on the twelfth starts my what I would always call my season of sadness. So every year I'll be prepared just to be sad for months on end until Mother's Day. Now till Father's Day, but. I'm not doing that this year. This year, I decided long before now, I decided when I got out of safety that I was not going to do that this year. And lo and behold, I'm not doing it. I mean, I'm sad. I miss my mama with everything in me. But I know that she's proud of me. Like, for once in my life, I know today on her birthday that she's fucking proud of me, you know? And that's all I ever really wanted was for her to be proud of me. I know she loved me more than anybody else on the planet. I know that. I've always known that. Kind of spoiled me to love from everybody else, really. But I know that love again, and it's amazing. And I know that God sent that love to me. And I'm never going to not miss my mama. (laughs) I mean, everybody needs their mama, right? You know, so... But it's okay because I'm making it. And finally, I can stand on my own two feet, hold my head up high, and say, you know what? This is what I've survived. This is why I'm still here. This is what I'm doing now. And I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not embarrassed by it. 
I'm not trying to hide it from anybody. I'm proud as hell. This podcast is my baby right here. This is my, this is it. This is my baby. This is what is making everything in my recovery and in my mental health state making it all worthwhile because I get to talk to you and talk to y'all about how I'm doing and how I'm not doing or what I'm doing and what I'm not doing, whatever. And y'all are talking back to me. Y'all are either coming on my show or you're, you're, you're sending me, you know, you're answering my community questions at the end, the Q&A that I don't always do because I, sometimes I can't think of them. But, you know, I see your responses. I see you're still listening. Like, I don't know if, I don't know if anybody understands what this means to me because this is everything. Like, this is it. This is what I've been, I've been so scared of. Like, all this time, I was terrified. And for what? Terrified to succeed? Apparently, yes. So, thank you from the bottom of my heart, like always. Just thank you for helping this, me get, make this dream come true. Because I promise you, this was one of my dreams. This was my biggest dream. And maybe for a while, my only dream. And, and, and now... It's come to fruition. So now I'm just going to set bigger goals about it and, and, and keep on keeping on. And I'm just so thankful and so blessed to be able to do this. Like you just don't even understand how amazing this is. I, um, I know this is supposed to be about a suicide and suicide ideologies, but I can't really cover one without covering the other. Suicide or blessings, you know? <clears throat> and I'll tell you again every single time. Okay, we can talk about my brother. My brother's death was an accidental gunshot wound to the head. Playing Russian roulette-ish. And some would say that it was on purpose. But I know my brother. And it wasn't. Like, it wasn't. He just wasn't that way. He was fascinated with car chases and guns. He was 14. Barely 14. So, he wasn't really, you know... In that frame of mind, honestly, I don't, I will, you'll never convince me that it was on purpose. Not ever. Not ever. Not ever. Like, I know my brother, you know? I miss him too. He's been gone since 86. That was the first devastating death to me that I can remember. That one, that one hurt. That one hurt really, really deeply. And I didn't do well with it either. That's when I went on a two-year drinking binge. I was 15. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, got pregnant. Had an abortion during that time. Because uh, I got raped while I was passed out. Drunk. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> look, I've been through a lot. You've been through a lot. Everyone has been through a lot. But that brings you right back to where you are right now. Are you going to let that beat you? Are you going to be a survivor and be able to tell people, look, I know things suck right now for you, but guess what? It'll get better. Here's a few tools maybe that might help you. Maybe they won't. Maybe they will. But, you know, I feel like you're worth fighting for. And I'm going to tell you that as much as I can. You are worth fighting for. You know how I know? Because I was worth fighting for. 
and I wasn't really much good for anything. So if I was worth fighting for, then I know you are because you're probably way better in your life than I was in mine. So, you know, fight. Please fight. Um, so, in wrapping up, I just want to let you know that I think that you are worth fighting for. I think that you are important to the world as a whole. And really, I mean, just be nice to each other, you know, <laughs> just be nice to each other. Everyone's got a struggle. Everyone's just trying to do the best they can, I feel like. And, you know, that's all we can do, really. So take care out there and I'll talk to you soon. I love you all. Thank you for listening. Love and be loved.